Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We go right now down to St. Louis. Tremendous, buddy. Chris Ranji from 101 ESPN. He is in St. Louis. He's covering the Cardinals. Chris, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing great, Bill. Actually, I am in Jupiter, Florida right now. I don't know if uh, if they told you. It is uh, not six degrees here. It's currently 81, in case you wanted nice. to know. Nice. I'm liking I'm that. When I was you know down, what? you know what? When I was down there in Miami for Super Bowl, it was like 77 and sunny, damn near every day, except for at night we got a couple yeah. of thunderstorms. It was perfect. I'm a weirdo though. I don't like humidity. Oh, I, I love it. How I feel about you this. live in St. Louis yeah. for God's sakes. Your thighs sweat, dude. Trust me, I know. It is, it's not fun. <laughs> I hate it. I love I the humidity, it. man. Worse than sho- There's nothing worse than showering, uh, putting on clothes, walking outside, and going. I need a shower. Yeah, there's for the people worst. that that don't know. When you are inside in the air conditioning, you shower, you feel good. You put on a dress shirt, you put on your sunglasses, and then you go outside, and your sunglasses go boom, and they steam up, and you have to take them off because your yeah. sunglasses have condensation on them. That's humidity. Yeah. Well- what kind of psychopath likes that? <laughs> I love it, man. I love it. <laughs> so in Jupiter, Florida, they have a lot of aspirations for the top spot in the National League Central yet again. So tell me what makes this team so good with the aging veterans they have. Well, I, I guess the thing they're going to have to lean on again is pitching. And they pitched pretty well out of the starting rotation. Actually, both both units, the, the bullpen and the rotation, were pretty good. The defense was really strong behind them. And that's probably the thing that's going to have to absolutely remain static. Like, it's, it's going to have to be good again. Because if you look at some of the peripherals of the rotation, ERA was good. I mean, you're, you're, you're talking about a really low number. It was, it was fourth in the National League. That's good enough to win you a lot of games. But the, the, fielding, the fielding independent pitching number wasn't as good. I believe it was somewhere around uh, seven or eight in the National League. So that's okay. It just means the defense helped them out a lot. It's going to have to happen again because you don't really know. Jack Flaherty's probably going to be really good. I just think he's going to have a good career. But Adam Wainwright getting older, you don't really know what he's going to be. Um, you're not sure about Carlos Martinez coming back from injury. I, you know, They have to hope he's really good, and they have to hope that he can stay in the rotation, and that was the problem last year. He couldn't. They didn't, they didn't think that he could be – a, a five-inning-a-night guy. So they put him in the bullpen. So he's got to go back to the, the Martinez from, you know, three years ago. And they have to hope that Miles Michaelis comes back from this injury quickly. And if you haven't heard, he had a PRP injection in his, uh, in his forearm, and it's been sore going back to the end of last season, which is not a good sign. So hopefully he's okay. And if not, um, you know, they're, gonna, they're just going to have to hope that some of these younger pitchers – step up you know it's an old cliche that's how it's going to have to go they have to hope that um, uh, Kim from uh, Korea who they signed during the offseason they have to hope that he translates as a starter in the big leagues here and if he does they should be okay but you know I, I I don't know I mean I think there's reason to be somewhat concerned but the pitching staff the, the, the amount of talent they have 
I think should be good enough to keep them in ball games, but it's going to have to be really good because the offense, I don't know where they're going to get that. Right. That was going to be my next question with the offense uh, the way it is. I mean, you're looking at, obviously, Goldschmidt picked it up, and he was really solid last year. Started off kind of slow after coming into the organization, but after that, he really got it going. But you're, again, relying on some of the young guys, but Dexter Fowler to try to have a good season, Wong to really set the table, Carpenter, and then, obviously, the uh, the, the guy that never ages. I think he goes to Dick Clark's doctor, and that's Yadier Molina. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, and, and then... And then all at once, it didn't go well for Dick Clark. You know, right. everything all was really once, yes. great for about 110 years, and then uh, year 111, it fell apart. So hopefully that doesn't happen to Molina. They're going to have to hope. But you're right. Like this season, and this is something we talk about on our show a ton, it's just it's the lineup especially is based so much on hope and if. So, yeah, you pretty much know about Paul Goldschmidt. You pretty much know about Colton Wong. You know who Paul DeYoung is, and you know what Moline is going to give you. If Matt Carpenter has a rebound season, and he was not good last year, and he really has only been good for about two months out of the last two years, so that's concerning. Uh, if a combination of Tyler O'Neill, Lane Thomas, um, who am I forgetting now, somebody else in the outfield, they have to go Harrison Bader. You know, those guys have to be good. And if they are, then, yeah, things look pretty good. If Dexter Fowler has a has a rebound season, but they've kind of been waiting for that for a couple of years. It's just that there are so many different things in the lineup, aside from the known productivity of Paul Goldschmidt that you're worried about. There just there, there isn't a whole lot of, yeah, we know he's going to give us this, and we know it's going to be a lot. There, there isn't. Aside from him, you don't have any idea. And they didn't do a lot to get better uh, with the lineup during the off season, and that irritated a lot of people, as it should have. Uh, so we're we're going we're based on hope here, and the pitching staff should be okay, I think. But but now you're you're kind of hoping that the that the offense gives them something, so it's not entirely on the pitching staff. But you could very well be looking at a season where if their pitchers aren't nearly perfect, you're going to lose a lot of games. Um, when you look at the rest of the division, and I'll get your opinion, because the Brewers obviously lose Moustakis, lose Grandall, they lost some pop in the lineup, but they try to make that up by bringing in Keston here and keeping him here now. Ryan Braun going yep. to first, they're moving guys around. Um, give me your thoughts on the Cubs, the Reds, and the Brewers, and kind of how it shakes out, because many are predicting Pittsburgh to have one of the worst seasons in a long time. Yeah, I think that's pretty much the only team that you don't even think about. I mean, they're... They're they're not going to be good. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody else, I could I could honestly could see the other four teams going one two three four in any order. I, I mean, I honestly I could um, I could see the Cubs not being nearly as and they weren't bad last year, but I could see them being a whole lot better than they were in in 2019. I wouldn't be surprised by that. I wouldn't be surprised if the Brewers hang around again. I could see the Cardinals winning this division, and the Reds got a ton better in the last two off-seasons. And then, you know, acquiring Bauer in the middle of last year, that that's a much better team. I, I think part of their issue is they're going to have to hope that, that Joey Votto is, like, really good again. But, but his problem is, like in some cases with the Cardinals, he, he's getting older. You know, he's he's getting to that point where you don't know – what you're going to get from him, and his best days are behind him. But if he finds any sort of past Joey Votto in there, 
um, that lineup's going to be dangerous too. So honestly, Bill, this is we said this about the you know the Central last year going in that it was probably a three-team race, and it could be any of those three teams that win win the division, and it was the Cardinals, Cubs, and Brewers. And I think the same thing is true of this year, except you add the Reds to that mix. And all you really know is the Pirates are just going to suck. Yeah. <laughs> how good do you think – let me ask you this. The, the change – how good do you think the Cubs are going to be with the change just managerial-wise? Because you, there's a lot of talk about Chris Bryant, whether or not they will or will not trade him, if it comes midseason and they're either foundering or he's having a hell of a year and then you can get more for him. With all of that circulating in Chicago, do you think Chicago, because of the managerial change, has a rebound year? Or do you think that this team takes an even further step backwards? What I don't like is putting too much on a manager in general. I, yeah, I, I think what they can do is create a good environment and, and, you know, the kind of environment where players are comfortable or at times they are the good kind of uncomfortable where they know they need to pick it up or they're going to lose their spot, you know, that kind of uncomfortable. But for the most part, players perform better when they feel good coming to the clubhouse. So I don't like putting too much on the manager because, by and large, it comes down to what the individual players do on their own and how they get themselves prepared. That said, what Javier Baez said earlier in the week, and I, it was either the beginning of this week or the end of last week, where he basically said, you know, um, I, I, I didn't prepare for games. You know, I was, I was getting loose during the game instead of doing my pregame prep work and being ready in the first inning, you know, sometimes it would take an inning or two before I finally felt like I was good to go. You know, you can say that's a Joe Madden problem, but I think it's more of a of an individual problem. They, from everything I've ever heard, the players, and a lot of them are still there, who were teammates of David Ross's, they really like him. Um, I believe they respect him. I would think that that having a guy you respect and played alongside and kind of looked up to in a way because he was the veteran player, I would think and I would hope for their sake that um, you know that those guys would listen to him. But I don't really know for sure. I mean, who, who knows what happens when they get into the middle of June and instead of being their buddy like he used to be, now he's got to tell them what to do and maybe they, you know, I don't know how they're going to react to him. I, yeah. I have no idea. But maybe there's a, a culture change there because it sure seemed, based on what we've heard, you know, in the last few weeks and during the off season, that the culture wasn't quite right over the last season or two in Chicago. Maybe that changes with him, but I don't know if I can put it all on him. Talking with Chris Ronji, 101 ESPN out of St. Louis. Real quick, last question, and that is: uh, Here, our owner, the uh, Mark Antanasio of the Brewers, said that they operated in the red last year with a 125 million dollar payroll. Uh, what is the payroll situation like uh, in, in St. Louis and with ownership? Because it's a bigger market, obviously. But what is that like uh, down there? I mean, is there uh, – because you knew when you were in Chicago, look, the Cubs could go up to $200, 250000000 million and not really blink an eye. Whereas some of these smaller market teams, the Reds, the Cardinals, the, the Brewers, obviously, they, they don't necessarily do that. So what is the thoughts regarding payroll in, the, uh, in major leagues? Well, amongst the fan base, um, there's a growing sentiment that um, that that ownership here is is somewhat frugal, careful with how they spend their money, and the, and the thought is they don't really need to do that. 
that, that they could probably extend themselves a little bit more if they wanted to, meaning they could have been in on Bryce Harper if they wanted to, or Machado, those two guys a couple of years ago, or Rendon this past offseason. Um, and there's thought that, that they've had interest in, in Arenado and taking on at least some of that contract. Uh, people here, and I'm talking about the fan base in St. Louis, they feel like the Cardinals can do that a little bit better. That they that they could take more risks, they just choose not to. You know, it's one of those things where they don't. They feel like they're always thinking three, four, five years down the road, which is fine. But that means you have to be really good in your young player evaluation. And if you're not, you're you know you're just it's just not going to work for you. You're not going to you're not going to be as good as you want to be. Um, but people down here or in St. Louis, I should say, want want the team to spend more. They were sixth in payroll last year, which is pretty good for where they are. Mm-hmm. However, they probably could have gone a little bit higher. They, they tend to, they don't have any problem paying market value or maybe a little bit more for the mid-tier kind of guys. So like the Dexter Fowler type players or Brett Cecil, guys like that, you know, they're, they're willing to pay good money. But when it comes to the premier free agent, the Harpers, the, the um, Machados, those kind of guys, they don't really like to do that. And yeah. the fan base wants them to. You know, they want to go a little bit harder when it comes to that. And they, they're just not comfortable doing it. And, you know, you get the result, and the result is there's an offense. The lineup looks to be deficient. We don't know if it's going to be, but it sure looks like it's going to be. And there were ways to address it during the offseason, and they didn't do it. And people are not generally happy. Always good, my friend. I certainly appreciate it. I am going to think of you come uh, middle of State Fair this year in August. I am going to go into the uh, State Fair Expo Center. I'm going to buy you a Sham Wow. Oh, for the for the <laughs> for sweat the, for the sweat and the humidity. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You know what? Keep it. Because I'm just going to I'm going to go I'm going to Canada. Okay. They they know how to do weather up in Canada. Yeah. They they know how to do that. They they can dress warmer for that. I me I love where you're at. That's a great place to be. Great time of year always with the baseball season. Great fans. Good stuff, Chris. I will see you soon. Okay. I appreciate it. See you, Bill. Talk to you later. There you go, Chris Ranji from 101 ESPN in, uh, in St. Louis, joining us for a couple of minutes on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Schneider hiring drivers right now. You work hard. They treat you fair 80-plus years. They're beginning to get done. Call them 844-PRIDE or go to schneiderjobs.com. That's 844-PRIDE or go to schneiderjobs.com. This- Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phones users why good question why not switch to cox internet with two times faster download speeds than t-mobile 5g home internet during peak hours okay stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5g home for details t-mobile prioritizes certain t-mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion